<laughs> Welcome to Flock Tales, where we drink and talk about birds, mostly. I'm Maya Percy. I'm Jen Schneiderman. I'm Ashley Ola. And I'm Kristen Brunk. And we are your four resident bird nerds, and this is a very Woo! special episode, because this is our first episode, which is by request of a listener. Which is pretty freaking cool. And it means we have a listener. I know. <laughs> Wait, Jen, who is the listener? I forgot to ask you who requested this. Our listener that requested this is Rachel Miller, who also left us a glowing review on Facebook, which is very, very kind. Um, I got a text asking if we could talk about birds that look like humans because she found a bird that I'm going to talk about. She sent a picture of it to me and said, because look at this evil looking motherfucker. And I went, <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, I think I have seen a picture of the same bird and I had the same the same reaction. <laughs> so yeah. It's yeah, an important right? question. It's it's good we're talking about it. <laughs> we need to address right. these things. <laughs> so, yes, today's episode is all about birds that we think look like humans and the bird that Rachel Miller thought looked like a human as well. Um, I feel like we should do a quick thing about anthropomorphizing animals and how mm-hmm. we're doing that, but it's really uh, a gray area as far as, like, well, it's a big no-no as far as science is concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But I think also as a scientist, sometimes it's not necessarily impossible to avoid, but like I don't think it can always be harmful. I feel like a lot of the time doing things like science communication, it actually helps people like relate more and care more about your study species if you can anthropomorphize at least a little bit so they can like relate uh and also it can be really fun so (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that like light-hearted perspective can be good as long as I mean I'm sure like I know the four of us and hopefully our listeners to have the understanding that you know like we're anthropomorphizing here and that's not how birds are in any way but it's still a fun (laughs) lens to look at them through occasionally so we're we're really going for it here in this episode Mm-hmm. We're rule breakers, is what we're saying. <laughs> Very much um, so. But yeah, generally the scientific community doesn't do this because it's attributing a lot of human traits, like behaviors or... Motivations. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. To animals that we can't reasonably scientifically say whether or not they have those behaviors or motivations for the same reason that like we as humans do. But we're throwing that out the window for right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just with the understanding that this is not anything that we would write about in a scientific paper. Right, right. Yes. It's not <laughs> taking a break from a really scientific episode here. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is a special occasion because this is the first episode where Kristen and Maya are actually living together in the same house. (laughs) In case that wasn't super obvious. (laughs) Maya's not living out in the woods anymore. All by herself. With 300 mice. (laughs) And one shrew. The shrew! Yes! You have to you have to talk about the shrew because I don't know if our listeners know about it yet. Oh, our listeners probably don't. Oh, you're right. Okay, I think our listeners met one of the mice early on 
I had a little panic attack in like episode two, I think, because I was recording really close to the the wall and I looked over and a mouse was right next to my face and I was like, yeah. And then later on, I learned that was actually just the mouse highway. So just some background info about all of these episodes. There were always mice next to my face after that moment. (laughs) They're just cruising. Oh, they loved it there. They still love it there. They took over. <laughs> they kicked me out. That's <laughs> why so you're living with Kristen now. I do evacuate, man. <laughs> but yeah. You didn't leave enough cheese. No, one day I, I tried to live trap them. That was, I think, where I was told I went wrong. I wasn't like poisoning them or kill trapping them. I was live trapping them. And so they like loved me and I'll probably just walked directly back into the house after I took them outside. (laughs) But this one day in the live trap, I realized that the like pretty substantial live trap was just hopping up and down like by itself. And I opened it and there was a (laughs) shrew in there, a short tailed shrew. Really cool. And they hunt mice. So after that, I would let him out in the kitchen again when he got in there to get some mice nice. while he was at it. <laughs> Holy ghost uh, Also, for our listeners, short-tailed trues are pretty cool because they're the only venomous mammal we have here in Wisconsin. Just a little mm-hmm. FYI. Yeah. That's so pretty cool. legit. And they have a super high metabolism and they have to eat like... What is like they don't always eat mice, but it's I think they have to eat the equivalent of their own body weight, which is about a mouse every day to stay alive. So they are they're high energy. They're like hummingbirds. That's what I do in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, spirit animal right there. (laughs) I just wanted to mention like for one super hot second, uh, Maya was talking about poisoning mice and. Yeah, how she didn't mm. do that, and like PSA for listeners, you should really not use rodent poisons of any sort because mm-hmm. it can be really bad for birds. Actually, yeah. when like the rodents are poisoned and then go outside and get eaten by an owl or a different raptor, and then that can affect the birds mm-hmm. as well. So don't do it. Also, don't use insect poison, um, mm-hmm. especially things that contain neonicotinoids, mm-hmm. which are very mm-hmm. deadly. Two bugs, but also the things that eat those bugs or the things that eat the seeds that are treated with neonicotinoids to kill the bugs that eat the seeds. Um, Mm -hmm. Like one piece of grain coated with neonicotinoid pesticides can kill a bird. (laughs) So also don't feed your kids neonicotinoids. (laughs) Just don't do it. Shit, but that was my whole plan for getting... Like, out of parenthood is if I ever get pregnant, I'm just going to feed them neonicotinoids. And now I can't because we've given a PSA about it. Don't be a hypocrite, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jen. What if what if a bird comes down and eats your child that has oh, been that would fed be neonicotinoids? I would film that shit. <laughs> this is why you don't feed your child neonicotinoids. So, like, that in the film is more wholesome of the bird eating the child. <laughs> you can be like, yeah, don't worry. The bird is safe. The bird is okay. <laughs> Your child is free range, oh. all organic. <laughs> no pesticides here. That was actually like one of the lists that came up last night when I started doing research for this episode. It was like five birds that could carry off your toddler or something like that. Oh. Which just like I think oh, yeah. one of the birds that Jen is doing and I think one of the birds that I have picked are both of a size that could carry yeah. off a child. Yeah, I could think of a third one that's in Australia, but it doesn't look like a human to me. So. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. so the bird 
I'm going to start us off with is super adorable. It's a really good gateway human bird before we get into the creepy ones <laughs> later on. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, okay, sorry. Uh, we need to do another episode about humans that look like birds. Oh, shit. You're right. You're so right. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. I have to derail this for two seconds. Have you all ever played Bird Horse Muffin? What? What? No. <laughs> okay. <it's... laughs> you cannot, you cannot ever play this game about anybody that you know because it's too mean. Um, but it's where you like pick somebody's face and you say if they look like a bird, a horse, or a muffin. <laughs> and you can use any, you can, you have to use two. So somebody could be like horse bird or like muffin horse, um, but you can also be horse horse or bird bird <laughs> or muffin muffin. <laughs> or muffin muffin. Oh my god! I'm like staring at my face right now. <laughs> I'm trying to decide. I definitely was looking at all of y'all and trying to decide, and I no, can't figure no, it out. You cannot, I can't. You cannot pick. No. You cannot, you cannot play this game about anybody that you know. Those are in the rules. You can't do it because it gets really mean. Because Michael Sarah looks like a bird muffin, and you cannot convince yeah, the other ones. Yeah. Okay, so we need to oh do this God. with some like celebrities then on an episode. No, yeah. I think I'm a muffin muffin. <laughs> that, Kristen, Kristen, that just means you're delicious and a snack. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's that's oh, the yeah, greatest one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love this game. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be doing this with like people I just see randomly, like out in the world. <laughs> Listeners at home, PSA: You cannot play this game with anybody, or or you cannot play this game about anybody that you know. It's too mean, and I forbid it personally. This is a good podcast. Oh, Definitely so a good, good episode. So good. <laughs> So getting back to our red fan parrot, I'm going to say this bird is a true bird muffin. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> they're cute. Yeah, I get bird muffin out of that. Mm-hmm. They're super cute. So it's like a really classic parrot expression. Which to me is just like mm-hmm. benevolent and kind and open-minded, even if they're like about to bite your toe off, which has happened nearly <laughs> to me. I still have my toe, but like, oh my God. And uh, <laughs> that's where I'm getting the muffin part from anyways. Wait, this like specific species oh, tried to bite your no, no, toe no. off? I don't know. I don't remember this species, oh. but its name was Kiwi and it hurt like hell. <laughs> oh. So this bird, the red fan parakeet, has a muffin top. It really does. Yeah, dude. I think it looks like it's wearing a bonnet. Yeah. Exactly. That's what really mm-hmm. that started the like what really to me looks like a nice old woman. And <laughs> I think the bonnet vibes is yeah. what started that mm-hmm. off. <laughs> so the picture I'm looking Aww. at, I think it's like the first one that comes up when you Google this bird. It has like um it's a cute little parrot expression, and then this really beautiful bonnet. I'm gonna call it a bonnet of uh, like red and pink <laughs> and turquoise feathers around its head, and um, it's like a crest it can raise, but it like fully circles its face, which is really cute. 
Uh, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a like mighty intimidating threat display, but it just oh. looks adorable when it has it raised. I'm so scared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Until it tries to bite your toe off. And no. then watch out. <laughs> it's also sometimes called the hawk-headed parrot, and it's an unusual oh. new world parrot. Hailing from the Amazon rainforest. It uh, lives in northern South America in the rainforest. Um, Ecuador, Bolivia, Brazil, Colombia. And it spends a lot of time in the canopy of pretty mature rainforest habitat. Um, And it feeds on fruits like a a lot of parrots in undisturbed settings. And it's actually, I oh, I can't remember if I looked up its, uh, like, where its population is at, but I think it's doing pretty okay. It's not considered threatened or anything. Um, and that might be partially because it's not particularly common uh, for people to have this bird as a pet to raise it in captivity. Mm-hmm. And it's because they're mm-hmm. really ill-tempered. <laughs> and even for parents, they are considered stubborn, unpredictable, strong-willed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's by parrot standards. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it wow. was... Uh, it's like the crotchety old woman of parrots. Completely. That's the vibe I was getting from this whole article. Uh, they show extreme <laughs> aggression towards like their human, towards other birds, including their own Whoa. species, and in particular their own mates. <laughs> and I guess they, uh, yeah, they like recommends that if you're gonna own this type of parrot, that you're extremely experienced. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, quick little warning <laughs> for all of you parrot enthusiasts out there. Um, <laughs> apparently you should be very in tune with reading the parrot's body language which is something i struggle with quite a lot with domestic parrots not sure about all of you (laughs) it was just really kind of a throwback uh for like our episode about badass historical birding women because i think we talked about like Mm -hmm. The original like nasty woman a few times and this parrot like yeah, oh my dude. god just looks so cute <laughs> but so tough and i was i was really into it <laughs> she is adorable mm-hmm. definitely absolutely but would not fuck with her at all ever yeah i think that's all i have about like the life history of the red fan parrot mm-hmm. cool Jen, what's your bird? (laughs) Do it. Okay, so the bird that I'm doing is the bird, the spark bird for this episode. Yes. And it is the harpy eagle. (laughs) 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 Why are we already laughing? The pictures. Uh. (laughs) Look at that goober. (laughs) Holy shit. I think if I saw that in a tree looking down at me with that expression, that would be the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I would run away screaming. 
I would shit my pants. Are you kidding yeah. me? Uh, yeah, it's up in a judgment tree. <laughs> <laughs> Way the hell up in that judgment tree. <laughs> yeah, dude, handing down life lessons to all the sinners. Telling us to do our laundry. <laughs> yes, it's telling you to learn how to do laundry before you leave home. <laughs> and judging you if you don't. <laughs> So, uh, but when I saw this picture of this bird, I was like, oh, this looks like a very disappointed Professor McGonagall. And then I went, no, you know what? It looks like Brain from Pinky and the Brain. Oh, my God. Yeah. It totally does. Um, so the Harpy Eagle is, um, shit. Uh, yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> sorry. I, I touched my microphone and then I said shit because I was afraid. <laughs> Um, oh, remember when we had a swear but... jar? <laughs> For like two episodes and then we didn't. Wait, anymore. we were like, we can keep track of this. <laughs> well, I was keeping track and then no one else wanted me no, to no, keep no. track. So I stopped. Because we don't want to be poor. No, somebody needs to tell our listeners about the swear jar because we haven't mentioned it in a while. We tried to do a swear jar and... Recently, I was transcribing an episode where, Jen, I had to type, fuckity fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and then we gave up the swear jar because we were all broke. <laughs> we lasted like three episodes, right? <laughs> yeah, it was about three. <laughs> It's fine. Also, we also went that. we went high stakes. We were like twenty five per swear, and like shit is a swear. So I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> sorry is a swear. Like I don't even know. Oh what the yeah, fuck. we did make sorry a swear. Yeah. Anyways, this was this was a brief phase in Flocktail Hour. It's true. <laughs> um. So this me. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Can you describe what it looks so, like, Jen? Yeah, so it actually, this bird is really cool. It's very gray. Um, It's got like a white belly and then a black collar and black, uh, or yeah, black on its wings. And then it's got this very like charcoal gray face with these two, um, I don't know, I don't know if it's necessarily a crest, but it's got like these two ears that stick out from either side (laughs) of its head. Um, which are not its actual ears. They're just feathers that stick up and look like somebody is giving this bird perpetual bunny ears, like when you mm-hmm. used to take a photo with your friends in the 90s. Um, <laughs> but that makes it sound yeah. really cute. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah, but it's real judgy, and it's actually, it's so scary. This is the largest bird in North America, or in the Western Hemisphere, so it's larger than bald eagles and golden eagles. Um, and it's super fitting that this bird is in this episode because its name refers to harpies of Greek mythology fame, which were monsters that looked like a bird, except for they had a human face. So that's pretty awful. legit. I don't like when things have like, like something that's from a different species. You know what I mean? Like a deer with human yeah. hands. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maya's not into mashups. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not into it. <laughs> Centaurs are a no-no. Oh, hell no. But what is like no. one thing, like just a face or like just hands? Like, ooh. Uh, yeah. Nah. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Nope. Mm-mm. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. That's real well, creepy. 
Um, so, <laughs> uh, these birds have a facial disc, which is also really cool. Um, it's basically an arrangement of feathers around the, uh, around their face that allows them to funnel sound into their ears. Not the bunny ear feathers, but their ears. <laughs> um, so that they can locate and triangulate their prey, which is great because they live in the rainforests of um, South America, ranging up as far north as like um, close to the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. That's so cool. And you'll mm-hmm. think of like facial discs are a common feature for like owls. Yeah. Harpy eagles are really cool. Let's give you a little um, little size reference for these birds. I, this is from the American Birding or ABC Birds, um, which I just realized I didn't list my source, but it's fine. Um, and they said that the harpy eagle's legs are as thick as a person's arm and their talons are three to four inches long, which is the same size as a grizzly bear's claws. Whoa. So they're flying yeah, grizzly bears. Holy shit. They're flying. That's a really, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, I just, I have nothing else. Yes, that's what they are. <laughs> that's huge. Um, yeah. They're really impressive. Um, the first time I saw this bird was on the Jeff Corman experience. That's not anything <sighs> scientific. It's just like where I first saw this bird and I thought it was super fucking cool. I had heard of them, but I actually, they had them, I think, when John and I went to Belize, we went to the Belize Zoo for a hot second, like on the last day that we were there, and they had a harpy eagle there, and it blew my mind how enormous it was. I couldn't see its really? legs, because it, it they sit kind of like owls, so like, its legs oh. were like, I don't know, or maybe it didn't, and I'm just remembering it wrong, but like, that bird was so tall, mm-hmm. like, huge. It blew oh my, my mind. God. It was incredible. What's their wingspan? Do you know? Uh, They're that tall? Like, for it. Okay. Oh, my God. This is terrifying. They have a wingspan of 5 foot 9 to 7 foot 4 inches. 7 4? 7 4. That's probably, like, a really big female. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing where, like, the females are bigger mm-hmm. than the males. Um, female harpy weagles. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Female <laughs> doing real good. <laughs> Female harpy eagles weigh thirteen to twenty pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you say up to twenty pounds? Up to twenty pounds. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're ginormous. One source uh, states that adult females can weigh up to twenty-two pounds, but that's disputed. And there was <laughs> there was an ex- an exceptionally large captive female named jezebel that weighed 27 pounds she's chunky wow yeah add a girl yeah so they make like stick nests and they pair bond for life like a lot of birds of prey and they are declining mostly due to habitat loss um but due to their large size and the fact that these birds also don't give a shit about humans they will fuck up your day um, by eating your child they, <laughs> by eating your child yes they will fuck up your day by eating your child they they don't really have a lot of human fear mm. um apparently this makes it a quote irresistible target for oh. hunters mm. so i can see that yeah so it's sad 
but hopefully there's a lot of like international and national initiatives to rebound this population of really really awesome birds that look like really judgmental vampires to me (laughs) (laughs) you know i was looking at its picture as we were talking just now and thinking that what makes it so terrifying other than like its eyes and its expression is that it has these like ridiculous bunny ear feathers but it's still terrifying like how does it pull that shit off (laughs) menacing bunny ears it's more like a a donnie darko bunny versus like a bug's bunny Mm. (laughs) Uh uh-huh i didn't think about that Mm mm-hmm Donnie Darko bunny is terrifying. Are there any like stories you know of it carrying off large things like like humans and cows <laughs> uh, and <laughs> villages? <laughs> um, I don't think they carry off like humans or children and villages mm-hmm. or anything, though they probably could. Mm-hmm. Um, they eat like sloths and large monkeys and stuff like that. They take down prey that's like about half their own weight usually. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is so hardcore. So yeah, they're fucking amazing. And I would love to see one in real oh, life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think I would be scared shitless of it. So <laughs> do you know their home range size? Is it really big? Um, I think it's most of the Amazon basin, like ranging up into the southern parts of Mexico, like especially the Atlantic side. I don't think they range much into like Peru and Chile. Um but because they require like really mature trees and rainforest, so they probably overlap a lot with the um, the red fan. Pair. But what but about like their individual pairs' home range? Oh, breeding territories are estimated to be about sixteen miles. Mm. Okay, wow. Also, there's accounts of uh, harpy eagles being aggressive towards humans who disturb the nest mm. site. Um, that it thinks are a threat to its young, and I just do not want like a twenty pound bird with four inch long talons and legs as thick as my arms coming at me like that does not sound fun at all (laughs) no not bro that shit is wild yeah they can do some serious damage just by hitting you without their talons yeah i wouldn't want to get wing cuffed by Mm -hmm. that it was also the inspiration for fox the phoenix but we don't accept turfs here so (gasps) fuck off i didn't know that I mean, about Fox, not about the other thing. I knew the other thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow, the Amazon is so cool. So many places there. But is the harpy eagle a horse, a muffin, or a bird? (laughs) Oh, I think this is a muffin bird. (laughs) Oh, you're right. There's got to be a horse in there. It's so big. Is it a horse muffin? No, it's a bird. Okay, but but it's based on its face, right? <laughs> like you you can only do yeah. face. So I don't think size plays into it unless it's got like a, I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like you have to separate the bird from the bird man. <laughs> You're right. You know? oh, would You're you right. It's it? a horse muffin. <laughs> I think it's a horse muffin. <laughs> No, 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 because look at its bill is just like so narrow and it comes to such a point that I feel like it's probably bird is in there somewhere. Okay. I'm not saying it's first. I gotta look at I'm it saying, I'm not saying it's first. I I really think it's the original bird horse muffin. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay, I can see it. 
I could see it. I love how sassy all of the chicks look in all of these oh, photos. Oh, it's <laughs> very good. I'll have to find some good ones to put on the website. There's some real sassy chicks yes, of this. Species. I just found one, and it's pretty wow. cute. There's a couple of pictures like of the chick from. It looks like a phase where it has a lot of. Um, like contour feathers on its body, but still just down yeah. feathers all over its face. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen it looks those? So fucking cute. <laughs> They're <Yeah>. pretty cute. <laughs> it looks like a teen rebelling against its parents. Like, God, it's not a face. <laughs> even, even like. The ones with down on their heads still have the like silly bunny ear feathers. Yeah, those oh must gosh, go in early. Okay, the bird that I'm doing is the Philippine eagle. Um, <laughs> this bird had the original bowl cut to me. Dude, it's like the Guy Fieri of birds. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> so it has a variety of haircuts depending <laughs> on if it has its head feathers like fluffed up and like sort of erect or down. Um, so in some of the pictures, it looks like it has like frosted tips like gelled spiky hair and then in some of the pictures it's like all slicked back and it sort of has like a fabio thing going on um, yes. wow. yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good uh, oh so majestic either way either way and then sometimes sometimes it looks like it has like a middle part and it's just sort of flapped over the sides of its face really dorky um <laughs> we'll put pictures up on the website and the social media and you will see but actually pretty can great you, can i ask you a question can i ask you a question yes is this one of the birds that was in in sync or Backstreet? oh yeah Boys? it totally yes. looks like it would be in a boy band from the 90s mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah definitely but was he an NSYNC bird or was he a Backstreet Boys bird? NSYNC. Are you In kidding? Sync. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay, that's what I was going to say too. Okay, but wasn't, is this totally wrong? I'm pretty sure that Justin Timberlake made Frosted Tips popular. Oh, probably. Right? Uh, I believe it. I don't know for a fact. That's the first one that I remember. I, I don't know what was there before that, you know? That's yeah. true. I was too young. Mm-hmm. That was like the first. Well, I was into Backstreet and then NSYNC and Spice Girls before that. So, Oh, hell yeah. Like before everything. Obviously. <laughs> my first CD that I ever bought was the Backstreet Boys CD. Oh. And then I bought the NSYNC CD. And then I bought Aaron Carter's single album. I mean, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> thought he was the best looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Gosh. I must have been like... <laughs> 10 at that point i did not have any reason yeah. to think boys were cute no i went straight from that into like my evanescence oh phase. oh my god Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i grew up with my dad being like really into like rock music so i had this weird oh. mash of like being into boy bands and like spice girls and then also being into like Bob Seger and fucking Ooh. Chuck Berry and like Whoa. <laughs> yeah it was a weird everyone in my family up. always listened to country music mm-hmm. and I cannot okay. do it 
The closest I get is bluegrass. Yeah, I can handle some of the like bluegrassy folky stuff, but not like mainstream yeah. country. Okay, I do have a soft spot for T Swift though. Oh, oh, who doesn't? Oh my god. Yeah, universal. Universal. Yes. I still remember the trip up to, like, what was that, yes. Nebraska, when Kristen was like, we had an iPod, we were all just, like, picking songs, and she's like, I don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to give it a shot. And Taylor Swift and all of us were just like, oh, fuck yeah! I feel like Taylor Swift is one of those musicians that everybody loves but doesn't want to admit it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was definitely that kid in, like, high school and college, and then I got over myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Or I feel like there's always some field job where it's like just on the radio constantly and you like pretend to be like, oh, God, it's Taylor Swift again. But you're like, turn that shit up. Yes. (laughs) There's nothing else, I guess. We have to listen to it. Oh, Oh, darn. darn. Oh, bummer. (laughs) Okay. Back to the Philippine Eagle. Um. It used to be called the monkey-eating eagle, but that name was also used for several other large raptors that would also eat eagles, and it doesn't exclusively eat eagles, so eat... Wait, what? What? Monkeys. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> eagles are monkeys. That. Oh my god. Uh, yes. Take okay. two. Take so two. it used Stop. to be called the monkey-eating eagle because people thought it ate monkeys, but... Other okay. large raptors also eat monkeys and were also called monkey-eating <laughs> eagles. That is not very specific. So it's not very specific. No. And also, the Philippine eagle eats other things besides monkeys. And uh, as you could probably guess from the name, it is only found in the Philippines. And it is their national bird. Mm. And um, it's critically endangered. People who... Uh, are found guilty of killing it can be imprisoned for 12 years or get, have like really high fines um it can live up to 60 years old that like 60 years old is probably in captivity mm-hmm. um but like sort of the lower end of how long they can live is 30 years so that's still a really long time the females are about 10 percent bigger than males and it can grow up to three feet tall, and its wingspan extends up to seven feet. So it rivals Harpy Eagle in size. This one Damn. says that in terms of length, I don't know if that means wings or toad ahead, um, huh. that it's yeah. the largest surviving eagle in the world. Huge. Um, this is from a website called culturetrip.com. I cannot verify that all of these facts are correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm going with it for right now. Do you know what their population is if they're just endemic to the Philippines? It is The population is fewer than 500 individuals, according to the Damn. Peregrine Fund. Yeah, that's tiny. I'm sorry. I'm wow. so distracted by this screen share right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they have the same like expression? <laughs> okay, you need to. No, no, no. Somebody needs to say what's on the screen. Um, so it is a picture of a Philippine eagle side by side with Guy Fieri, and they look exactly the same. There's no, there's no telling those two pictures. They're the same apart. picture. 
Uh, it's the same picture. Wow. Oh my Call god. <laughs> this is magical oh right god. here. This needs it is this pretty needs great. to be on our social media. <laughs> the world needs to see. So mm-hmm. so hold up. Does that mean okay, so mm-hmm. we're gonna base mm-hmm. this off of Guy Fieri's face, right? Is he, what what is he as far as horse bird muffin oh. goes? Because that's what the Philippine eagle oh, also clearly is, muffin. Right? I'm getting muffin, muffin, muffin bird. Of horse or muffin muffin. Can I oh. can I throw oh. into contention Divergent muffin muffin? Yeah, muffin muffin. <laughs> yeah, muffin muffin. <laughs> okay, I feel like I get. I think I'm just having trouble with like calling a bird not a bird. You know what I mean? Because I feel like mm. I would say muffin, muffin, but then it's a bird. I think Guy Fieri, mm-hmm. the human, is a muffin, muffin. I think the Philippine eagle is Ooh. a horse bird Ooh, or a the horse, horse muffin. If you look at it from the profile, mm. it has a gigantic mm-hmm. beak. And also, all of that fluffy feathers looks like, you know, a beautiful flowing mane. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. right. That's You're right. true. Yeah. I, I'm I'm getting horse muffin vibes. Or muffin horse vibes. From the <laughs> Philippine Eagle and muffin muffin vibes. Yes. Guy You're right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They are a little bit divergent. Yeah. The degree of, yeah. of muffin is slightly off between them. But otherwise mm-hmm. it's the yeah. same. I mean and Guy Fieri probably makes Dude, everybody makes a so mean muffin. A muffin muffin that eats muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Muffin, muffin. That makes a new muffin. <laughs> 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 Ashley, tell me more about this. Bird okay, um, I'll just tell you a little bit more. Um, so there's like 500 individuals. Um, the Philippines consists of more than 7,000 islands, 7,000 separate islands in the Philippines, but the Philippine eagle is only found That's on four many. of them. Oh my god. What the fuck? Um, it's endangered uh, mostly because of deforestation, um, persecution by humans. So humans go and shoot them mm-hmm. and other human activities um, that lead to deforestation and stuff. They're considered to be an umbrella species. So protecting habitat for the Philippine oh. eagle automatically protects habitat for a whole bunch of other animals that live in those same areas mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. wait i have a question was it only ever endemic to four islands or was it did it have a larger range and now it's constricted to four because of habitat loss that is a good question let me see um i do not know wikipedia doesn't tell me i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't know yeah, that could. That's true. It could be a little bit murky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are they um, still on those four islands? Is that like is are those? That's the ones where with there's the most forest. Habitat? Yeah, they rely okay. on um s- mature mm-hmm. sort of old growth forest. Um, huh. that's why they're so hard hit by deforestation. They can't really adapt to areas with younger forest or fewer trees. Um, and so there's been sort of like pushed up into the upper elevations of these mountains on these islands mm-hmm. where there's still forest um they used to mm-hmm. live lower mm-hmm. and um i almost did this one for indigenous conservation efforts because there are on 
at least on one of the islands, there's um, local people that are working to protect it and the mm. habitat. So they mm-hmm. started enlisting, enlisting sounds bad, but they started having local, um, like local men and young men, they're strong and can hike all day and whatever, um, be <laughs> sort of like these guards for this forest and the Philippine eagles to mm-hmm. protect it. Um, so that's pretty cool. Is that because people are, like, actually trying to shoot them or because of deforestation? (laughs) Sorry, I have a lot of questions about that. That's okay. (laughs) Um, So in these, like, mountain areas where they're sort of, like, remaining, um, the Mm -hmm. communities, these indigenous communities traditionally would farm and hunt um, for subsistence and also, like, for um, commercial crops that they would bring to the markets. Um... Sometimes that included hunting the eagles or cutting down the trees that they were nesting in to make room for the crops. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then about 30 years ago, the Philippine Eagle Foundation actually, like, did surveys and found the eagles were still living in these mountain areas where there were these very large indigenous communities. And so the foundation, Mm -hmm. like, started engaging with these indigenous communities, but basically they were sort of they were speaking the same language, but speaking different, like, conservation languages, basically. And so the foundation was like, yeah, we need to save the eagles and the habitat. And then the indigenous people were like, whatever, I, that doesn't make any, that doesn't matter to me at all. And then basically one of the elders of one of these indigenous communities was like, you need to talk to people in a way that they'll understand in the way that these indigenous communities understood the natural world was like they would protect things if they were considered to be sacred. And so once the foundation Mm -hmm. had this sort of like lexicon of communicating the sacredness of Philippine eagles, they were like, okay, now we know they're sacred and we won't touch them. Um, We won't harm their habitat Mm. and we won't harm them because they're considered a sacred um, like entity of this area we live in. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Like, just the word save a habitat or, like, save a species, that's, I feel like it's such a buzzword and it doesn't necessarily make sense across a lot of cultures. So that's kind of cool of thinking about, like, the language of conservation that you're speaking. Well, and so, like, the thing is, is that, like, the way that these indigenous communities viewed the world is they, like, the communities would identify things in their worldview that were considered sacred. And so they mm-hmm. would... You know, they would identify this eagle, for example, as being sacred. And then if you did something to, like, do harm to the eagle or do harm to the sacred thing, there were, like, repercussions within the community. And Mm -hmm. so it's just sort of, like, figuring out the way to make that connection between sort of this Western view of we need to save it just because and... Sorry, Maya, this is a very long-winded answer to your question about why they have forest guards. Um, No, that's really cool. In this article, it says they identified able-bodied young men within the communities to become forest guards to enforce these traditional um, laws with, you know, it's a sacred creature, you can't do bad things to it. Um, And also the modern wildlife laws that, you know, the Philippine government has set and so these forest rangers patrol whoa, more than 7,000 hectares damn. or 26 square miles of forest 
Um, there's wow. like 200 of them, and they sort of they protect against wildlife poaching, illegal traps, illegal slash and burn farming, and then the guards are paid, so it's also bringing money and incentive into the communities to sort of keep this effort going to protect the the forest. And it also sort of keeps the young people in the community. Um, according to this article, the tribal elders were concerned that young people would leave the community for sort of the modern, you know, cities and modern life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Especially considering that these areas have um, sort of a lack of economic opportunities and access to education and things like that. So they mm-hmm. get paid and they get insurance and gear and clothing, um, which makes a difference to these communities a lot. So it's sort of a win-win. Wow. Yeah, that's a really beautiful system. And just like so cool to think about like what it means to recognize a species and elevate it to sacred instead of just being like, mm-hmm. oh, like it's nature and we need to save nature. <laughs> It's so yeah. cool to like kind of in spirit like a certain animal or a certain mm-hmm. species and go that route. The foundation, the Philippine Eagle Foundation, also offers more than just these forest guard jobs. So mm-hmm. um, one of the communities agreed to monitor and guard a Philippine eagle nest in exchange for basically assistance with building a school in their village. Wow. And in other villages, women cool. are trained and earn an income by sewing these um, little plush toys of the Philippine eagles and Philippine trogons and like keychains and things like that that are sold at the Philippine um, Eagle Foundation Visitor Center. Mm-hmm. And they help uh, the people get health care and new water systems and electricity. So it seems mm-hmm. like a really cool thing all around. And my short spiel about oh, the Philippine we're... eagle turned into a long one, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> oh, oh, it's just me left. Okay. Mine is super short. I did not have that many facts <laughs> planned for mine. <laughs> I wasn't going to go into that whole, like, protection thing. Um, awesome. It just happened, so. <laughs> no, it's really cool, I think. And, like, the whole model of, like, equating a human thing, like a school, to be, like, worth the conservation and protection of an eagle nest like that's really awesome so i wanted to do a little thought exercise before i show you a picture (laughs) of my bird (laughs) so if you will close your eyes you have to it's not optional this is mandatory thought exercise I'm so into this. I need you to close your eyes and imagine a pigeon. Mm-hmm. And make it bigger. Mm-hmm. A little bigger. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make it like 16 okay. inches. It's bigger. <laughs> ah. Shit. We're talking big. We're talking 16 inches. I don't know how the fuck big a chicken is. <laughs> my my pigeon was going to be like human size. You know what? <laughs> Also, okay. <laughs> you kept saying bigger, like I was starting to get to like swan sized, which I think okay, is big too for big. a pigeon. I'm talking a large football. Yeah, like chicken size. Now add like somewhere between <laughs> 73 and 85 percent more fabulousness to your pigeon. Brand of fabulousness. Are we talking like drag yes. queen fabulousness? Oh my gosh, drag talk- queen, hardcore drag queen fabulousness. Yes. Okay. Uh, good. <laughs> luscious this is so <laughs> luscious long straight like silky neck feathers 
iridescent, like green back shoulder feathers, um, a bright white, like snow white tail, and then a super sassy walk with like, you know, some pretty good head bobbing action. Like, imagine it doing a fucking hair flip with its neck feathers. (laughs) I can can see this on the runway. This bird is a total diva. Okay. Behold the Nicobar pigeon. It's such a good bird. I am just in love with their shiny iridescent yeah. feathers. Oh it's my god. It's such a good bird. And I highly recommend Googling it also because there's 10,000 amazing pictures of the Nicobar pigeon. Yes. They're so beautiful. Yes. It is magnificent. They're absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Those colors. Are its nails like flame and yellow? It looks like they're like a pinkish yellow. Yeah. Oh. I think that's natural. (laughs) Yes. It's clearly not Maybelline. She's clearly born with it. 100%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) um, Nicobar pigeons are from the Nicobar Islands, which I had literally never heard of and had to look them up. They are small islands off the coast of India. But basically, these birds are found on tons of these little tiny islands, like also off the coast of Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, Papua New Guinea. Um, But yeah, so basically any small wooded, a lot of them are uninhabited islands off of larger land masses. But what they need is like reasonably intact forest cover. Um, And they like mangroves and scrubs, lowlands and foothill forests. Um, But okay, the funnest fun fact that I found about this bird is that... It is probably the closest living relative to the dodo, <laughs> which is so cool. Wow. Like, what a cool That's... bird. Wait, what? Wait, <laughs> so wait, what? These are so different in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Dodos are just really fucking big pigeons. I mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, which gives you an idea of why they were so easy to hunt to extinction. Oh. Uh, yeah. Man. Wait, can Nicobar pigeons fly? Yes, they can fly. Okay. Yeah, they fly with, like, very typical pigeon flight, like, fast wing beats, and mm-hmm. except bigger. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a question. They're <laughs> human-sized. Can I, can I ask a question, Kristen? Yeah, yeah. When you chose this bird because you thought it looked like a human, what human did you have in mind? You know, I could not picture, like, a specific human, which is funny because my other bird is, like, one very specific human, my backup bird. But <laughs> is there someone that it reminds you of? I know. I was just curious what had come to your mind. I mean, I just feel like general fabulousness. Okay. Yeah. Rotting the category for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like maybe like mm-hmm. Posh Spice if I yeah. had to off the cuff pick someone. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. I can definitely see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we all aspire to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, so I don't know if y'all are like into any sort of literature or if you've just read Alice in Wonderland, but this reminds me of what Maya was just saying, like birds with one human feature. Uh, did anyone read Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> no. Yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Uh, so anyway, there's this scene where Alice is talking to a dodo and it's this dodo that has a human hands. Weirdly, <laughs> like it has wings, but it has like hands coming out like it's like wearing a coat over its hands or something. <laughs> I've never gotten over that. And for some reason, it reminded me. (laughs) Unacceptable. Looking at this pigeon reminded me of that scene a lot. Anyway. And like its nails would be amazing, but you would still be like, 
what the fuck are these hands yeah. doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but okay, so this pigeon is, it's not threatened, but it is under the IUC and it's listed as near threatened. Um, apparently they taste real good, so they're hunted for food. Um, but also, so a lot of birds have uh, a crop and some of them will eat stones and the stones will like be in the crop to help like break the food down like more mechanically. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so there apparently, Mm -hmm. the crop is also called the gizzard and there, I guess they're hunted for their gizzard stones. Which people mm. use to make jewelry, oh. which is kind of huh. crazy to me. Oh, that is very strange. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. That grosses me out for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason. It's just It's pretty gross. That's really um, weird. Well, it reminds me of like I had some friends who were like geology majors, and sometimes you can find like gizzard stones from dinosaurs because dinosaurs are closely related mm-hmm. to birds, and so they would find these like gizzard stones when they would go on their trips to the southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are really cool. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, because they get worn really smooth, like a, like a fucking oh. rock tumbler, but inside an animal. <laughs> oh, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so it's <laughs> so insane to think about. Oh it my is. God. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they use their gizzard stones to make jewelry. And then they're also another one that's actively hunted for the illegal pet trade, unfortunately, um, because mm-hmm. they're so fucking beautiful mm-hmm, and apparently yeah. very mild mannered compared to <laughs> these parrots that Maya was talking about. <laughs> Sassy little parrots we started with. <laughs> highly aggressive um, <laughs> stubborn yeah so you're also likely to come across these pigeons in zoos but the ones in zoos are usually bred in captivity so they're not contributing to that illegal animal trade it's mm. um, important distinction mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that was kind of all i had for the nico bar pigeon but what a bird what a bird ah what it a is bird. a very uh, fabulous bird and i envy its beautiful colors so we need much. to make this come, come full circle. Fuck, mm-hmm. I can't even talk anymore. What is this bird on the bird horse muffin spectrum? Uh, clearly muffin because you can put sparkly stuff on muffins. And it's it's round and like Poofy. squat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a muffin. <laughs> so muffins mm-hmm. first. Is bird second or is horse second or is muffin also second? Horse because it has beautiful flowing Ooh. like you're very long hair like feathers like a horse mane. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. horse muffin all the way. Wait, horse muffin yes. or muffin horse? horse. Muffin. Oh my god, there's a difference. <sighs> Muff muffin horse. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say horse oh, muffin. No, can you Conflict. do like? Can you give it an extra emphasis? Could you be like muffin muffin horse? <laughs> <laughs> Is that an option? <laughs> I mean, now you can. Or you could like whisper one and yell the other one. <laughs> muffin, muffin, horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate you bearing with us as we talk about birds and uh, <laughs> and whether or not they look like a horse, a bird, or a muffin, or a what combination of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we appreciate you so much. <laughs> yes. Um, we have some shout outs. Um, first one is to Pallavi Jadhav. 
at jadhavpalavi92 on Twitter. We also have a shout out for Femtech um, or at Femtech underscore, which is a bot that retweets female developers, engineers, and scientists. Um, We also got retweeted by Ruth Sharp. Thank you, Ruth Sharp, who is also at Ruth V Sharp on Twitter. And we also have a shout out to Kate McGinn or at Kate McGinn14 on Twitter. Aw, Kate. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I know Kate. Another badass <laughs> lady scientist. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, so thank you all for retweeting us and telling everybody about the show. We really appreciate it. Um, tell your friends. You can listen to us on Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google Podcasts. Or Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> or on our website. Or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> I think we made it, right? Yeah, you can all also listen. Yeah, you can also listen directly from our website, which is pretty convenient. What's our website, Kristen? We mm-hmm. are a flocktailhour.com. Woo! Woo! Yes. And, and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Flocktail Hour, and then uh, you could always write us an email at flocktailspodcast at gmail.com. Lots of places. Please, again, I cannot stress this enough. We need your bird poop puns and pictures of bird poop that look like other things. <laughs> yes. In particular, or if the you face have of birds. Jesus. That you- <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. If you have birds that you think look like Ooh. humans or humans yeah. you think look yes. like birds <laughs> or any questions that you want us mm-hmm. to talk about yes. that are mm-hmm. bird related uh-huh. like don't ask us about space <laughs> or the oceans or things birds. like that Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send us your yeah, questions this episode was brought to us by a listener so please send us emails we will take them to heart and we care about you, and we hope that you're doing great. <laughs> we love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You're all doing amazing. Whatever it is you're doing, you're doing it. Keep on your personal Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. We believe in you. Um, should we sign off? Yeah. I don't know if there's always anything else. Yeah. I think we're good. Okay. I'm Maya Pershi. I'm Jen Schneiderman. I'm Ashley Ola. And I'm Kristen Brunk. And we will see you next time. Bye. Well, probably not actually see you, but you know. <laughs> You'll hear us next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>